Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Fuel Better podcast. I am your host, as always, Evan Lynch. In this episode of the podcast, as you can probably already tell from the title, but we're going to look into some New Year's resolutions. Are they a good idea? Are you going about it the wrong way? And we're going to look at some ways that we can make sure that this is the last year that you make and break the same two or three promises to yourself. I know for a fact that you're going to have a family member, friend, someone in the back of your head who you know could do it listening to this episode. Seeing as it is the season of sharing, you might share this podcast, maybe leave a review and tell a friend about it. I do this simply to help share information, but if you can help me get it out there, it will definitely incentivize me to keep making these episodes, as I know so many of you find it helpful and useful. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Before we get fully into the meat and bones of today's episode, I suppose it's probably a good time to announce that I'm actually all booked out for January for online coaching. So for the third year in a row, we've sold out in advance, um, which is great. Both myself and my recent hire, Gary, have a pretty stacked caseload ahead of us for the coming weeks. That being said, if you had intended on joining the online coaching program, don't despair. There are spaces in February. So there's currently a growing list of people who are going to be starting with me in February. So if you have any summer goals or I suppose late spring goals, key races, anything like that that you're looking to prepare for, you might actually want to get in touch with us in the next two to three weeks to make sure you can book your spot on the online coaching program. For those of you who want to work with me but don't necessarily want to commit to a 12 or 24 week program financially or from a time or I suppose investment point of view you can always book into the online clinic there is spaces there all the time and that clinic is going to be open on Monday Wednesday Friday and Saturday now both in person and online so if you have an issue something bothering you you want to get a dietary overhaul manage your cholesterol, you have some tummy problems, whatever it might be, book into the clinic. We can have a chat. If you're curious, want to know what's involved, DM me at elinchfitnote on Instagram. Or as you will see in the show notes, I'm pretty easy to get in contact with info at evanlynchfitnote.com or you can have a gawk at our website www.evanlynchfitnote.com for more information. Enough plugging. That being said, let's get into the episode. So it's funny, you know, 
um, as a dietitian or a sports nutritionist or whatever you want to call me, uh, I'm not too fussy as long as it's nice. Um, people tend not to like talking to me around Christmas time because they think I'm going to be watching their food, judging what they eat or don't eat or, you know, observing their portion sizes or how much they're drinking. And I don't really do that. I ate loads of Toblerones this Christmas and they were class. And I'm a big advocate of doing things like that in moderation, of course. However, as soon as St. Stephen's Day is done or Christmas Day is done and, you know, we start thinking more about New Year's Eve in January and getting back to the grind, people love to talk to me about New Year's resolutions, the fat diets they're going on, dry January, how much weight they're going to lose, blah, 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 blah. And it's the same people saying the same shit every year. And um, there's a reason for that. Typically speaking, the New Year's resolutions that we make tend to be fairly grandiose in nature. And they sound like something that you might, you know, write in a diary. Dear diary, here are the dreams I have for my life. Uh, X, Y, and Z. They're, they're very big picture things or you know very high level things or what i'm trying to say here maybe i'll just put it into a, a literal uh, analogy you rarely hear people say something like you know what in 2022 i'm just going to try and eat bran flakes more days than i don't eat bran flakes in an attempt to increase my fiber intake which will improve my gut health my bowel movements and it might help with my cholesterol levels i have never heard anyone make that a new year's resolution um or something else you could say would be instead of butter from now on i'm going to swap out for flora proactive in doing so i'm removing the main source of dietary saturated fats in my diet which increase ldl cholesterol hepatic steatosis atherosclerosis anything bad you name it ldl is correlated to it and in that substitution then include some stanols and sterols in my diet which have the almost opposite effect so it's like a double whammy no one has ever made that in new year's resolution both of those things would be infinitely more beneficial for the vast majority of people than doing dry january or committing to a paleo ketogenic vegan diet shake diet nutri whatever the hell diet for about three or four weeks um it's just not extreme enough so what what you tend to hear is no more carbohydrates for me i'm off biscuits now i'm not eating chocolate ever again i'm done drinking and i don't know maybe it's just me but if i was to say those things i would be aware at some level that i'm lying to myself or just trying to make myself feel better there's there's nothing inherently magical about the the calendar flicking over from the 31st of december at 11 59 to 0000 on the 1st of january 2022 you're still the same person so why in the name of god would you think that just because time is moving forward as it always does that it's now somehow meaningful that you know you're you're starting afresh and that you'll be able to commit to all of these things that you historically have never been able to commit to it just baffles me and i think probably the issue is where we're sold this idea that you know 
new year, new me, new Monday, new me. And I just don't really like it. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing great about putting your health or life, um, at the behest of, of a, of a time. So, you know, putting, putting it off just because of an arbitrary time point, like start now, start yesterday. How about there's no starting you're you're already on the process you're already in the process you're on the path just make better choices there's no start there's no end there's no finish there's no sides to fall off of those are just things people tell themselves um yeah i don't know if that makes sense to you it makes sense to me um you're not really starting starting afresh it's not like your physiology has been wiped clean your your past medical history it just doesn't exist or you know your brain has completely rewired itself nothing of the sorts it's just a motivation that we tend to tie into and it goes back to that kind of extremist culture that we live in and that black and white culture that we take and approach and apply to diet i have been very quote-unquote bad over december i drank a lot i had a lot of mince pies um Ate loads of turkey and ham sandwiches and potato crisps for non-irish listeners that's the i suppose it's the type of potato chip people eat here it's very popular at christmas time nostalgic almost even and we feel as though because we've done all of these quote-unquote bad things and uh, if you don't know why i'm saying quote-unquote bad things listen to some of my previous episodes you'll know i'm not a fan of black and white dietary approaches because they don't work but for the vast majority of people they see january 31st the way most people tend to see a monday morning after a weekend of heavy drinking fresh start the only problem is it's not a fresh start so i suppose there's there's a line i took from um listening to jordan peterson he's a very influential and fairly contemporary popular psychologist um I find them really useful, very, very insightful and very helpful actually on a personal level. But there was one line that uh, I read, I think, in his book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. And it, it's something along the lines of you are your own worst employee and a horrible boss at the same time. So you're constantly trying to boss yourself around. Oh, you know, I should do this or oh, I could do this or I really need or must or ought to be doing these things. And um, at the same time, the employee part of you says, mm, you know what, fuck that. I'd rather eat loads of chocolate or not. I couldn't be arsed. I don't want to do that. I would much rather watch television or play PlayStation or eat loads of junk food. You're constantly battling between the things that you feel as though you're obliged to do and the things you want to do. And... The more intense that battle gets or the more guilt you feel about not doing the things you should do like exercising or avoiding carbohydrates or eating only vegetables at dinner time and intermittent fasting and meditating for six hours a day, you build up loads of guilt about it and then this level of inertia whereby you feel like you haven't done this stuff for so long that there's now no point in even trying because you're a lost cause and that's unfortunate um there's there's another part of your psychology that i suppose feeds into this um what appears to be helplessness and it's it's that there's a part of your brain that watches what you do and it kind of um draws a picture 
it's kind of a moving picture of how you view yourself and your actions are the the, the lines the paint strokes the colors if you will for this picture that you draw so let me explain and I, I can summarize it in one line esteemable people do esteemable things so for the month of december if you've been sitting up late excessively drinking eating Toblerones for breakfast like I might have done once or twice and skating skating off on your exercise not really getting your five a day forgetting what fiber is all of the things that you know or you think you should be doing it's going to influence your self-esteem in quite a negative way and I don't think it's a coincidence that seasonal adult depression syndrome peaks in December I don't think that's a coincidence at all given the way people tend to behave in December. So if if you take this, then you are likely feeling pretty, pretty low on yourself. You're probably thinking that, oh my God, I need to make loads of changes or I need to make a drastic change here. I need to totally change everything about my life to make an improvement. And you might even feel guilty or pressure to do it. So you do what everyone does after it. A weekend of heavy binge drinking i'll start afresh on the monday only this time it's january 1st i hope that makes sense now just to be clear before we move on from this point i'm by no means against partying or having a liberal diet in fact frequent listeners or people who follow my work uh, or my social medias will know that i'm actually pretty liberal and pretty pro-balanced diet and dietary inclusion over exclusion um, destriction over restriction and that's the way I've thought and felt and practiced for quite a long time I'm just painting the picture as to what might drive uh, these exaggerated goals and the, the real I suppose perceived urgency with them and the and a feeling that you must you must have these highly aspirational goals that sound like they belong in a YouTube motivational video. Anyways, back to the point I was making there. Uh, I got here in a very, very long-winded roundabout way. I like to be illustrative, though I think it helps. Um, New Year's resolutions are kind of like black and white dieting. Most people believe that they make a complete bollocks of the month of December. And they'll admit that. They'll even embrace it. And they'll still feel like shit when it's all said and done. And that is why gyms are packed for about six weeks. And that's why diet shakes and Google search terminology for diet and weight loss tips peak in January and early February. These aspirations last for six weeks. That is because when... You go from one extreme to the other, it's always only temporary. You're not actually addressing the underlying cause. You're not actually challenging the neural pathways which cause you to behave the way you do uh, for reasons that you don't know. Let me explain. If, if we have someone who binge eats, we know that using descriptors like good food and bad food or, you know putting a I suppose negative suggestion like oh I cannot eat junk food or I must not eat whatever or alcohol it'll almost make it a certainty that the person will do that behavior because there's so much pressure and anxiety built up around it it's like you 
you kick off what I like to call a rebel response. Tell yourself you're not going to do something. You're sure as hell going to do it again. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're a terrible boss and employee at the same time. And you're always battling between those two things. So, very bad month followed by a very good month. It's like the perfect uh, cancelling out. And that's what December and January is from what I can see. If we go back to the fact that I said it pretty early on in this episode that New Year's resolutions are never underwhelming or they're never kind of dull. They're always highly grandiose and very, very big picture and very much about the desired end point as opposed to the process or the pathway to that end point. I think that when we make those grandiose uh, or extreme aspirations or exclamations to our friends and family, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm not drinking alcohol for all of January, no chocolate for me, no spuds, whatever. We take that extremist approach and it works for the same reason why most fad diets work. We give ourselves a very strict, very specific and very defined set of rules that we can follow, that we're going to allow ourselves to follow thus turning diet into something akin to painting or coloring in between the lines it's very hard to i i don't know would you use the word fail that but it's very easy to stick to what it also does if your diet does not allow for chocolate or biscuits as long as you have the willpower to do so or the motivation to do so um you're not going to have any of those junk foods in your house. So let's take comfort eating at night time, for example. If you're on a strict diet, let's say time-restricted feeding like intermittent fasting, the rules automatically rule out comfort eating at night time because your eating window might have ended three hours ago and you can only eat inside that window. So you never actually have to challenge those neural pathways that kick in when you're bored at night time or when you're uncomfortable, or when you have some kind of, I suppose, negative thoughts that tend to creep up when you slow down. You might even find you go to bed earlier if you intermittent fast, because you might subconsciously avoid those scenarios. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, with an extremist approach, you do not address the underlying reasons for the way you eat or the way you approach your diet naturally, because it just, it doesn't allow for that. However, what people who tend to go on and off with their diet and tend to yo-yo with their weight find very, very helpful 
is attacking the root cause, addressing comfort, addressing reasons for emotional eating and using food as, I suppose, emotional paracetamol. Loads of people do this, by the way. Or exploring and looking at underlying reasons as to why you feel the need to compulsively finish what's on your plate or why you drink excessively or why you find it hard to engage with healthy eating guidelines or you know habits even though they're I suppose on the face of it simple to do restrictive diets don't allow for any of that so you find that you make fantastic progress for the few weeks because they're only really manageable and, and adherable for a few weeks because remember you're still the same old you you still probably like chocolate you still probably enjoy the taste of things you're restricting yourself of you still have the same amount of willpower and uh, motivation and values as the you that existed on december 31st the only difference is you're putting yourself under phenomenal pressure and you're feeling a lot of negative suggestion building up and you've taken away probably your um your key uh lifestyle clutch which is food and you've done it in a very quick rapid manner and now you're struggling most people as i said last summer between four to six weeks with these new year's aspirations and the first sign of stress or disruption to your routine you are back to normal if that sounds familiar to you you should listen very closely to the next few minutes okay so tip number one for making a new year's resolution stop calling it that (laughs) First of all, it's not a New Year's resolution. It's a promise or commitment to yourself. So if you call it a New Year's resolution, again, you're putting time conditions on self-care, which never makes any sense and is never a good thing to do. So actual tip number one, find a motivator that is everlasting. For example, lots of the athletes I work with, understandably so, will say something like, I need to lose weight for the next race I have coming up. That's really common with high-level athletes, but most of the listeners are probably not high-level athletes. So when it's a non-high-level athlete or just a club runner, amateur, um, fun runner, or cyclist or whatever, just you get my point, who says that, I'll always ask them and say, listen, you know, odds are if you have weight to lose, it's going to benefit you in... A vast majority of ways that are not down to race performance and if you tie in your weight down to a race only when the race is done where is your incentive to keep going so loads of athletes again of all levels will go kind of party mode when a race is done students go off the rails when their exams are done teachers go mad in the summer um it 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 all depends on what is your motivator what are you tying this into for most people it's better or it's more useful to tie your motivators into i would like to be the healthiest or the best version of myself or i want to be as physically fit as i can possibly be and if weight loss happens to be a part of that class if eating more vegetables on a daily basis has to be a part of that super if 
meditating needs to be something I do for my mental health on a daily basis, amazing. I'm just going to do that for myself. Don't put an end goal. Okay, if you have a predefined end goal, dry January, for example, you will only commit to that until your end goal is reached and then you go back to normal. So don't do that. That's silly boy stuff. That's how you end up making the same New Year's resolution next year. Okay, so tip number one, no, no end goals. Don't put, a, don't put an expiration date on these aspirations. Make something uh, a motivating factor that's going to be present until the day you die. Mine is... I want to be as healthy as possible and that's always going to be relevant Christmas January midsummer autumn spring spring winter it's it's never it's never not relevant for me and it's, it's ever present I guess tip number 2 so imagine that you're in a room with your friends and family or I don't know people you admire or you would like their positive regard or their approval what would you tend to say if they asked you listen what are your new year's resolutions and most people will say i want to lose i don't know 10 kilos or i want to never eat chocolate again or i want to meditate for 26 hours a day something very impressive very challenging to do that's either very time consuming or very extreme in nature if you feel as though your suggestion would warrant someone saying, wow, that's really class, then you need to make it a little bit less interesting. Okay, that might seem like very strange advice, but bear with me here. Um, a good way to gauge as to whether or not you're going to be able to stick to a goal or whether you're going to be able to do it a lot is if it underwhelms you, that's probably a good start. So, for example, saying I want to be in excellent shape sounds good, but if if I said, okay, three, two, one, go, be in excellent shape, what's the first thing you would do? Would you train? Would you go training right now? Would you just run nonstop until you uh, f- fell or, or died? How, how do you how do you do it? Break break your goal down into one or two very simple actions. So for example, for weight loss, a good place to start is I'm not going to drink my calories if I can help it um, because calories are not typically satiating when they come in fluid form. And for the most part, it, it tends to be a very uh, potent source of added sugars to our diet. So something like I'm going to swap sugary beverages for calorie or sugar free beverages and that is the one thing i'm going to do this year that's going to help me lose weight or you might say something like i'm going to commit to not buying chips ever again or as much as possible maybe if you get stuck one day and you need to fine but for the most part i'm going to make my chips at home i'm going to drizzle a tiny bit of oil on some spuds pop them in an air fryer or in an oven, thus reducing the calorie intake from a large portion of takeaway chips when we make them at home by about tenfold. And that's going to be the other thing that I do for 2022. If your goal was weight loss, those two things would make a humongous impact on your weight over the space of a year. So, you know, break it down, be more specific. Those two things wouldn't necessarily impress someone 
but they're significantly more useful to you than saying, I would like to lose weight. I hope, I hope again that that makes sense. Number three, number three, you know, compromise with yourself. Imagine you were having a conversation with me and, um, and we flip it on the head and I'm the very restrictive authoritarian person, which would never happen. But let's say to you, no more chocolate ever again. Your response would likely be something along the lines of, surely I can have a little bit. And I suppose if you find yourself coming up with these restrictive exclusionary goals, try and compromise with yourself. You'll find that you yourself will steer yourself to a kind of like a happy medium for diet where it's like, okay, I'm not going to have no more chocolate again because that's silly, unrealistic and un- unmaintainable because I like chocolate and there's no benefit necessarily to never eating it again. Um, chocolate has antioxidants in it, for example, if you wanted to justify it. Um, for me, it just tastes good. That's That's all I need. But you might find you can compromise yourself to a Freddo bar a day or you might find that you can minimize it to twice a week. Same with something like red wine, you know, a glass with dinner on a daily basis. That's inside the unit intake allowance for men and women. That would be a good compromise as opposed to, let's say, much more than that. So compromise. Don't go extreme, but do something. It's going to be better than going extreme for a very short period of time and then uh, making up for it um, heftily in February and March, which much, which is what the vast majority of people will do. So tip number three, compromise to a happy medium. That's really it. Um, it's, not, it's not something that you need to think about too much. It's something you should put a little bit of thought into. It shouldn't define you it shouldn't define your year it shouldn't be the main talking point so yeah that's new year's resolutions if you follow those three tips you'll have two or three very underwhelming very effective and adherable to tasks that you can do forevermore and uh yeah let me know how that goes this time next year guarantee you i'm right But yeah, thanks guys for listening to the podcast. I hope you had a great Christmas, happy new year and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it somewhat useful and informative and pardon the pun, but I hope it gave you some food for thought. If you are looking for some assistance with your diet in the new year, you will see the link in the show notes there. You can book into the online clinic or if you have the luxury of living within driving distance of my office here in Clonmel, you can come and see me in person, of course. And again, just to remind you guys, if you are interested in joining the online coaching program, please do get in touch. There are spaces now filling up for February and for March. So if you have summertime goals, now is the time to get in touch with us, myself and Gary, to make sure that we can help you with those. If you are still listening and weight loss is one of your goals or has been one of your goals repeatedly 
I am running a weight loss program in 2022. It's a pilot thing I'm doing. You have to be local to Clonmel. It can't be done online. And I want a couple of very motivated people who have very good reasons for wanting to join the program. I still have two or three spaces left. So if this piques your interest, please do get in touch. And um, yeah, just Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, I hope you have a great new year. And uh, here's to a hopefully more chill and upbeat 2022. 2020 and 2021 were interesting, but uh, yeah, brighter days ahead, I think. That's all for me today, guys. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 